Hey everyone, welcome to 10 Movies, where every season we focus on one actor through 10 of their most iconic films. This season, we've decided to dive into the cinematic catalog of America's last great movie star, Mr. Tom Cruise. I'm Hamel Javeri, and with me is my wonderful co-host and friend, Brian Minter. Hamel, you had me at hello, or at least you had me at cinematic catalog. I'm so pleased to be here with you talking about Cameron Crowe's beloved rom-com slash sports comedy, Jerry Maguire. 1996's Jerry Maguire, you complete me. <laughs> this is a quotable ass movie. Oh my god. Man, lots of lines lots in this. Lots of lines in this one. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! You want answers! I want the truth! Mission accomplished! Show me the money! I feel like this is a canon-making romantic comedy. Mm, well, let's let's get into it, my friend. Let's get into it. All right, let's talk about the plot of Jerry Maguire. Yes, what happens in the film Gerald Maguire? All right. Do you think his given name is Gerald? No, I think it's just Jerry. Yeah, it's just, he, just Jerry. Don't tell you the truth. Like, he's... I don't look at that face and see a Jerry. Like, the yeah. fact that it's Jerry Maguire, like, his name is Jerry, he does not look like a Jerry. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I don't yeah, understand it, it, it but it's true. It should be, like, Brad Maguire or something. Uh, anyway, well, that's, you can't have the movie be called Brad Maguire. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the plot. Let's talk about the plot. Yeah, what happens in the movie? All right, I'm going to go as condensed as I possibly can, and Brian is going to make it as long as he possibly can. Well, there's a lot of story in this film. There's a lot of story. The the, the movie's really biting off perhaps more than it can chew. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of stuff crammed in. A lot of stuff is crammed in. Let's start at the beginning. Jerry Maguire, hotshot sports agent in his mid 30s, uh, has a crisis of. Conscience. He's the best of the best. best. Tom Cruise is always the best of the best. <laughs> he has a crisis of conscience about capitalism, by the way. Like, that's that's what he's freaking out about. Is it, I feel like it was more that, like, yeah, but like he feels like he's he's kind of an asshole and he doesn't really care about these guys and he's exploiting them for profit. Yeah, that's capitalism. All right, yeah, all right, yeah. fair, fair, fair. <laughs> a, he, he's, he's but his really... solution is to, like, do all that a little less. Yeah, his solution is <laughs> to It's a to very be... neoliberal approach to solving the problem of capitalism. Exactly. It's a movie about a man who becomes a neoliberal. Yeah, he, this is a movie, he's a metaphor for the 1990s Democratic Party. Like, capitalism is destroying us. What if we just eased back on the throttle by, say, 15%? <laughs> All right, to your point, he, it is actually <laughs> Gerald Jerry Maguire. That's what it's listed as. Are you as. looking up this on the... All right. <laughs> Gerald Maguire would have been a, a terrible movie title, though, so... All right, we, all right. We're completely off the rails all right, now. Let's we're jumping the- around. We're looking at Wikipedia. Let's talk about the plot, which is that, yeah, he is a hotshot sports agent, has a you know confidence crisis. A little kid makes him feel bad. He writes a wildly <laughs> embarrassing cringe memo and sticks it in the mailbox. I feel like the little kid making him feel bad is also a very like neoliberalism, yeah. mid-century Democratic Party. So, like, it's not that he has achieved some sort yeah. of meaningful structural analysis. He just like had an unpleasant encounter and he's like, oh. I'm the problem. Oh. If that kid hadn't made him feel bad, he would have just gone on with his terrible life. He would life, have been fine. Come whistling off into the sunrise. Um. All right. It, it's short story. He writes an embarrassing memo. Nobody likes it. He gets fired. Well, he criticizes their approach to business right. in his memo. He's, He's like, like, what he, if we made less money? He decides there's a better way to do things. Mm-hmm. 
He obviously he gets fired. His life falls apart. His fiance, who's kind of a bitch, breaks up with him, and then he walks out. And there's this lovely young woman, uh, Dorothy Dorothy Boyd, Renee Zellweger. Yes. Who decides to go with him, even though she kind of has a huge crush on him and is like, yeah, super ostensibly envious. she loved his vision. Yeah, but it, it really seems like she's got a little bit of thing for him. Yeah, it seems like she's got a thing for him, but not even for him. She's just she's got some problems in her own life. Yeah. she's got a she's a single mom. She needs some stability. She's and definitely projecting onto him. She's projecting like she is seeing everything that she could have. Like yeah. he he is her better life, like yes. wrapped up in a human being. She follows him out on impulse and. So Jerry's trying to get his like sports agency revved up. Jerry can't be alone, so he falls into bed with Dorothy. They have a little liaison. They get married. Yeah. Extremely <laughs> ill-advised. Well, so you miss one important bit, which is like he uh, he believes that he's this terrific agent, yeah. but none of his clients come with him. They all stay with the big firm, right. except for he has one sort of mid mid career football guy who is Cuba Gooding Jr. Rod Tidwell. Rod Tidwell. His, yeah. his, his now his now only client. His now only client, and he's got to get Rod signed to Arizona because he's got to show people that he can still do it. He yeah. Rod plays for. The Arizona Cardinals, he grew up in, you know, he, he's a sun devil. He wants to stay in the state and he doesn't he not wants, like that. He wants a big contract. Right. He doesn't like what they're giving him. So he needs his agent to come through for him. Yeah. Um, and, and Jerry Maguire, yeah, he has to, like, his whole professional future is riding on, right. like, making this, this one client, his, making his career. Right. And after, you know, if he can if he can make this work, he can, he, they need the commission. They right. don't they have a lot money. of money. Yeah. But then, as you, yeah, he, so he marries, uh, ill-advisedly marries Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and of course, cute little, son. cute little son, and he is in more in love with the kid than he is in love with the girlfriend, which I think is actually a really interesting twist that we can talk about later. Yeah, all right. Let's go back um, to, yeah, I think that's anyway, a and in, bit. and in the end, he they they think about splitting up because she's like, you don't really love me that much. You kind of like yeah, me. You just married me in a moment of emotional crisis. Exactly. And then some stuff happens with Rod, and he, they think he's going to get hurt, but then he isn't hurt. Well, he's, he's knocked out, and everyone's like, yeah. oh shit, Rod Tidwell is dead. By the way, Rod definitely has a concussion. Like he's had. <laughs> Multiple concussions. Yeah, he he certainly seems concussed. Uh, and the then the big contract comes through, and they live happily ever after. Yeah, it all works out in the end. Uh, did you enjoy the film, Gerald McGuire? I remember. So it's 1996. It's been around for a long time. I remember really, really liking it when I was younger. Right? Well, it's a Cameron Crowe movie. It's a Cameron and Crowe movie. A, I love a lot of Cameron Crowe movies. Yeah. They're not all winners, but they were they were defining texts of mm-hmm. my young adulthood. Mm-hmm. Say anything, mm-hmm. singles, and yeah, I think Jerry Maguire was uh, not quite up there with those two, but but a big one. Wait, say anything is Cameron yeah. Crowe? Say anything? Uh, oh, you know, freaking almost famous. Like the guy made great movies. Yeah, so I I think I went in like you. I am of a certain age. It was a very defining text. Uh, so, yeah, I really did like it, but when I watch it much older, mm-hmm. like 20 years down the line, I don't know if it held up as well as I would have liked it to help. Yeah, I think it up. is. I, I really enjoyed watching it again. I, I'd say it is a good movie. It is not a great movie. I think it definitely, some, some cracks showed in it. Some cracks did show in it. I think there's certain, like, plot points that haven't aged super well, but also, but I will say that... Tom Cruise's performance in this film, top notch. Mm, yeah, Can, I, I think I agree. Cannot be beat. Let, Incredible performance. I think of the ten movies we have watched this season, or yeah. the nine so far, yeah. uh, I think this is his strongest. This is the time when, more than any other time, he is delivering a character. Yeah, 
I, I feel like, uh, sorry, I, was he nominated for an Oscar for this? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you look that up in Wikipedia since we do no research here on our podcast? <laughs> uh, you think we actor. would do, well, you know, it's, it takes two minutes to look up like what people were nominated. He, he well, was nominated. Was he nominated for Best Actor? Did anyone win an Oscar for Jerry Maguire? The film was nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actor for Tom Cruise, with Cuba Gooding Jr. winning Best Supporting Actor. So that one's deserved. We can come back to that. But yes. I, I don't think this is a Oscar-winning performance, oh. right? I, I think this is some of this. Yeah I, yeah, I think this is the best acting we've seen him do. I think Jerry Maguire is a real character. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that like... This beats out, you know, you're you're sort of. I don't know. If this is an Oscar-winning thing. I don't know. Here's the thing, though, because he is in a like rom. People who are in rom-coms and they, you know, you're not playing somebody sick or dying or disabled or whatever, <laughs> and you still get nominated mm, for yeah, an Oscar. Like for it's that's an achievement to just play a regular human being and get nominated for an Oscar. Well, you called this a rom-com, and I yeah. think that's where the, the 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 wheels come off a little bit for me. There's. Part of the movie is a romantic comedy, right? Mm-hmm. It's him and his sort of on-again, off-again relationship with Renee Zellweger. And I don't think we get enough of that for me to fully believe it. But then the other movie that's happening here, and again, I don't think it's dysfunctionally or poorly done. I think it's as well done as it can be. The other movie is the sports, the sports business movie. comedy buddy yeah. thing where, like, yeah, we... And I think we don't quite get enough there either, right? Like, with the romantic... The romance, the romance in the film... They they get together and you kind of buy it and then they get married and you kind of buy it and then they get back together and like but why are they <laughs> do they really love each other I haven't seen that yeah and then with the sports thing again we get a couple see yeah we get a scene like oh we kind of get a sense that like his business is exploitive and like kind of inhumane but we don't really see a lot of it and we get like. You know, he has all these great scenes of Cuba Gooding Jr. and he's like sort of telling him how like what he needs to do to be great. Yeah. And then again, the movie doesn't we don't the movie doesn't have enough time to really dramatize that. So right. it kind of cuts a few corners and it's like, hey, now everyone loves Rod Tidwell. But again, we didn't quite see it happen. So I feel like I don't think the movie should have been longer, but I feel like there isn't enough time to do all the things the movie's trying to do. I disagree in the sense that it has so much to do and maybe it still manages to do a lot of it really well. I So I started watching Jerry Maguire, and I was like, let me just watch, like, five minutes of it. But every scene, like, delivers, delivers, Wait, delivers, you were only delivers. you going to watch five minutes of it? Well, we're I was going to pick it up later, but I was like, I'm just going to watch a little bit. But I just watched it all the way through. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was, like, watchable. very watchable, very compelling. And every scene, even though they don't have a lot of time, they make the most out of the time that they do Yeah, have, I agree. But... I think I, I think this movie is doing what it's trying. It's, it's set out to do too much, and it does it as well as it possibly yeah. can. Yeah, but um, did did I like it as much? Like I, but the thing is that like like you, I know every line of this movie already. I think everyone does. It's like yeah, yeah every it's, other line is like, oh right, I've heard that line a thousand times. There was definitely a time in my life where I watched this movie a lot. I don't know what that says about me or my thoughts on relationships, but uh, yeah. so let's talk about the cast of the okay. film. Let's who talk about you, it. Who, who, who's in the movie other than Tom Cruise? Well, Tom Cruise will say for last is Gerald Maguire. Gerald Maguire. Cuba Gooding Jr. as Rod Tidwell. He's so good. So. Okay, what good. I don't understand. So good. Based on this movie, why isn't he a huge movie star? Right? He made this movie. He got an Oscar. People loved him. And then what? He made like some commercials in a Sled Dog movie. We never saw him again. Yeah, he he made like Snow Dogs. So. He's he, he's great. He's yeah. like 
he's funny and he's interesting and he feels very real. He's got this terrific relationship with his wife, Regina King, where yeah. like he's prickly to people, but he's kind of lovable and he's got this big personality. Yeah, he's the he, him, his relationship with Tom Cruise is, is the star of this show for me, and he's great. He he's, he's really good. Like the entire scene where he is on the phone, like that opening scene where Jerry's like frantically calling oh, yeah. all his clients. <laughs> he's uh, he's yelling enti- at he's him. He's like yelling at him, and he's like putting people on the phone. Like it is an entire like three page Cameron Crowe monologue. <laughs> Just incredible. But there's there's multi, so there's a lot of scenes. I don't know yeah. how many, but there's a bunch of like scenes with Tom Cruise and, and Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. like bouncing off each other. Yeah, they're all. Every one of them is a great scene, and every one of them, I feel like Tom Cruise is the straight man to yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s. Like those are great scenes. The locker room scene. The locker room scene where he's like, he's "Do like, you want to help, help you? <laughs> you were hanging on by a very thin thread, and I dig that about you." <laughs> Love that character. It's really, really yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think that is going to be one of the great mysteries of our time. We can't do a 10-movie season about Cuba Gooding Jr. He's in an only, alternate universe, we could. He's only been in like eight movies. We could just watch that Sled Dog movie and this um, and Boys in the Hood. I'm going to save Renee Zellweger, too, actually. I, let's talk. Let's run through some of the minor ones. Uh, Kelly Preston as Avery Bishop, his like hateful yeah. ex-girlfriend. Yeah, she's, I mean, Kelly Preston is funny. She's... Gorgeous. Kelly Preston is an all-time Hollywood crush of mine. But, like, her character is so mean. And, like, you get, like, she's supposed to reflect, oh, he's, you know, shallow and mean. He's engaged this woman. But then she, like, they end their engagement immediately, and she sees him later. She's like, you're an asshole. I hate you. And, like, she's such a thinly drawn character. I didn't really care for that. Yeah, I mean, she was on screen for, like, five minutes. But, like you said, this movie tries to do a lot. And you could have had this work just as well without... He him. didn't need to be engaged. He didn't need to be engaged, but he did have to have a hot girlfriend. Yeah, like, I think the movie wants us to show that, like, he's a playboy, and he's, yeah. you know, got sort of these intimacy issues. Again, I feel like the the engagement detracts a little. I would have I would have jetted. Yeah, they yeah. should have just been dating, and she's a jerk to him. So, Jerry O'Connell as Frank Cush, Cushman, oh, yeah, up so and coming. Oh, yeah, so he's the hottest client. The hottest. Jerry McGuire loses him. He's the Q, QB. Jay he's Moore as Bob Sugar. Great character. <laughs> Vile, just everything that, like, yeah, Jerry Maguire, everything yeah. Jerry Maguire is opposed to, Jay Moore is. He's this, like, successful asshole agent. By the way, if you watch Jerry Maguire, you have to pay attention to the late, mid-90s suits. <laughs> Jay Moore suits are just excruciatingly awful. They're very awful. boxy. Yeah, yeah, they're like the style of suits. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's great. Um, he's, he's absolutely a terrible person. Bonnie Hunt as Laurel Boyd. She plays... Um, Oh, the older sister. The older yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah Renee Zellweger lives with her. She's great. She's, She's great funny, too. warm, kind of you know, yeah. you know, a little, little bit pissed. Um, just even though one of the characters that even though they don't have a lot of time on screen, like Bonnie Hunt, just herself and her presence like gives you a lot. Yeah, to... there's a lot of again. I think the movie, the movie's trying to tell a lot of story, and it, it keeps stopping to give us like vignettes, yeah. um, which maybe it shouldn't have done. But like, there's a, a few scenes of like. Renee Zellweger and her son and her older sister and then I can't remember the guy's name. He was in. Um, oh yeah. He was in School of Rock. I can't remember. Uh, it no, he was in not School of Rock. He's what is the it? um. What he's is the nanny. Called? Yeah, he's the nanny. He's in. Yeah, we high should fidelity. find the guy's name. We're talking about it. But there's multiple scenes of like, yeah, he's the nanny and he's this kind of like clueless hipster and like Bonnie Hunt is the sort of overbearing older sister. Like that's such a beautiful little world of yeah. like their kind of chaotic struggling household. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed all those scenes. Todd Luizzo as Chad the nanny. Yeah, he's yeah, great great little character. I one thing about this and one thing about Cameron Crowe films is that 
he does scenes really well. Like yes. they're really rich. They're like little short stories. Like you've got all these people coming in and out, little bits of dialogue floating in, and they're really long. Like they're very long scenes. Yeah, like, he really gives you a lot to appreciate yeah. in those moments. Yeah. So I, I will. I guess I'll give. I'll give you that, Cameron Crowe. You do well with that. Uh, there's Regina King as Marcy Tidwell. Super character. I yeah, loved her. Love Regina King, and I love this character. Yeah, we, she's I, fun. She's wonderful. Maybe the movie wouldn't have been better if it had been all about Rod Tidwell or, or Kibbutzing Jr.'s character and Regina King's character. But I, I almost feel like that would have been a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I mean, she's phenomenal. Her delivery, just she's great. Yeah, she's kind of like strident, but like she's grounded and like she has like, and you could easily like she could easily be a figure of fun. Like yeah. you wouldn't really respect her. She like doesn't really understand what she's talking about. But you never get that from her. You get no. like she's a little bit out of her element, but she's like she's a badass and she like she loves her husband, but she doesn't seem like entirely defined by him. Nope. Like yeah. she she seems like her own person, but she seems like devoted to her husband without making it all about him, and that she can go toe to toe with Jerry. Right. Like that's it's a great character. And last, Jonathan Lipnicki as Ray Boyd, the little kid. All child actors are bad, (laughs) but the the most you can hope for is that A, they're cute, and B, they don't ruin anything. Probably the cutest child actor, but he's got like his eyes are the size of dinner plates, and he's just a little cute little moppet. I remember when this movie came out, like he was a little sensation. Oh, yeah, people went crazy for this little kid. People loved this little kid, and as far as it goes, yeah, he's adorable, just a little cutie. Uh, But let's talk about about Renee Zellweger as Dorothy Boyd. I I have a confession to make. Okay. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Uh, people like her, right? Yeah. People love her. She's in, you know, she was Bridget Jones. She does all these things. I have never understood her appeal, and I don't understand it here. She's a little uninteresting to me. She's I, pretty. She's nice. She's, she has good comic timing, but I think that that is what like makes her. So I agree with you, honestly. Like I don't feel one way or the other about Renee Zellweger. Like, but the fact that she is like she's she's really pretty, right? Like, but. Pretty, she's playing by Hollywood standards, right? Like, she's not, like, a knockout. Yeah, she's kind of girl next door cute. She's girl next door cute. That's what they needed for this role. Single mom, kind of struggling, competent, uh, and a little, um, like, a little washed, right? She's a little, like, yeah, worn. I mean, and maybe the character, as we said, maybe the character, it would have made sense to have, like, yeah. like a strongly drawn, like, sort of, you know, big personality. Like, right. she's a little beaten down by life. She's a little beaten down. She needs inspiration, right? Like, that's her whole thing is, like, she needs inspiration, whether it comes from a memo or it comes from Tom Cruise. Yeah, Julia um, Roberts would have been too much in that role. Yeah, she's a little she's a little too hot. So, um, I don't know. I, I like Renee Zellweger in this. I think that... It's, she's she's basically a a different kind of Bridget Jones, right? Kind of fumbling single woman coming in for a man. She does get a little bit of growth towards the end, where she is the one who realizes does that, she? like, I well, I said a little bit. <laughs> I said a little bit. I think she's a. I think she's a. Uh, I think the movie is kind of like uh, counter feminist in a sense, which we can come back to when we uh, talk yeah, about like, what the we'll, film has we'll to say. We'll come back to this one because that's and what I, I was picking. I up think on that too. is strongly located in the character of, of Dorothy. Yeah, there, there's definitely lots of different ways for her arc to play out and latching on to the broken raft of Tom Cruise <laughs> and his good looks while tempting and super understandable is not like an empowering narrative. But before we interrogate the ideological valence of Gerald McGuire, yeah. uh, let's talk first about Tom Cruise in a little segment we like to call... The Cruise Factor! Did you see how I let you do it this time? I, I yeah. did let me do it this time! I wanted time. you to be able to do it once. <laughs> 
Cruz Factor. All right, we, we've got his boyish charm. Does Jerry Maguire, is he boyishly charming? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that he is. I he's, think it's a trademark Cruz, Cruz charming character. He's got so much boyish charm in this film. Um, I will say one, again, like Tom Cruise does so many things well in this movie, and part of it has to do with the fact that he's given really good material to work with, right. in that the character is drawn, and that like, yes, he's boyish and he's charming, but you see this like, He's not really, he's cocky, but not to the point of arrogance. Yeah, I think the boyish, like in some of his movies, the boyish charm, you're supposed to just take it at face value yeah. and love him. Here, though, I think the character is written in such a way that, like, the boyish charm is a facade. And as, like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think we're supposed to, like, see, oh, he's actually kind of a sad, like, broken guy yeah. hiding behind the boyish charm. I mean, what you can see in his performance is. One layer of boyish charm behind a layer of like extreme self doubt underneath a layer yes. of like extreme self loathing. When I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> and this again, is well. I think, yeah, Tom Cruise, yeah. I think, portrays that. Yeah. Uh, his good looks. Does he look good in this movie? He looks good in this movie. In fact, this movie, I think, it is explicit in the text. Like at one yeah. point, uh, when he's first coming over and the yeah. older sister knows that he's trouble, she's like, oh, he better not be good looking. And then he opens the door and she's like, well, shit, or whatever. Like, yeah, so the movie is acknowledging that he's a handsome fella. Yeah, he's a super handsome guy. Uh, let's talk about his hair. Let's talk about Jerry Maguire hair. Well, now you uh, you famously do not care for the way Tom Cruise's hair is styled in his pictures. I think that, like I've said many times before, not you, You've harped on it. I, 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 really, I do. I, I, I look, people sometimes just don't know how to style his hair they get it right this time. I will say this is one of the few times that they get it right. I think yeah, they okay. got it right here and they get it right in the firm. It looks good on the poster, I would yeah. say, his hair. It's really kind of kind of it's, flying high. It's agent hair. He has yeah. sports mm-hmm. agent hair. It's very believable. Yeah. This is the rare instance where the, the hair is doing some character building work for it him. It is. It is. Uh, let's talk about his confidence. Well, I think that's very central to the yeah. character of Gerald Maguire. He has a lot of it. He, he has a lot of it, but then it is, it is, it is shattered, yes, by... By a series of unfortunate incidents. Uh, all of his own making. Um, but it really allowed him to see how his life was just an entire house of cards. It wasn't built on a solid foundation. Yeah, although uh, what I think the movie does not uh, wish us to think about is that he then reassembles his life very much along the same lines that it was originally upon. Per- perhaps a little more meaningful professionally and personally. Well, I mean, he got a, a wife and a kid. What else do you need? <laughs> yeah, he got a wife and a kid, and instead of working for a big solos company, he's self-employed. Yeah, I mean, the confidence, like like I said, there's layers to it. My, There's a great scene, like, there's a couple of great scenes. Like, there's one where he's taking Rod Tidwell through... Uh, the uh, it's draft day, like it's NFL draft. He's taking Rod Woodwell through like the floor to like introduce him to like sponsors and agents and stuff. And that is like Jerry the agent, right? Like you can yeah. see Tom Cruise embodying that persona of like I'm Jerry the agent. I'm all confidence. I'm all charm. Yeah, and um, again, I think you're. Right. I think you see Tom Cruise. Yeah. I, yeah, you don't. You don't see in that. You see Jerry Maguire, the character, right. putting on a show of right. confidence like you for put his him, job. Right. Yeah. So like, there's that level, and then there's that like extreme unconfidence at the at the core of it, that insecurity where he like can't be alone. Right. So I think like there's confidence here, but uh, it's a facade. Now here's something we do not discuss in the Cruise Factor generally, uh, because Tom Cruise is not a comedic actor. He's a, he does dramatic roles. He does action movies. Jerry Maguire is more of a comedy than he often does. It's not, you know, it's not a gut buster. But I think that uh, we've observed this before. I can't remember the movie, but 
for here, you definitely see that Tom Cruise has terrific comic timing. Like, yeah. There's a couple bits, like uh, uh, the one I remember um, in the moment. He when he, he's fired, right? They fire him, and he's got to like walk out of the crowded office, and he's humiliated. And he comes out, and a thousand people look at him. He's like, "Okay, you're all thinking I'm just gonna freak out." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's a genuinely. That's not even a funny line. It's just no. like his delivery is so funny. Yeah, his delivery is good, and the show me the money scene has been like played over and over again and it's a meme and and whatever but it is sad and frightening and hilarious at the same time and he commits to it like a hundred percent yeah and then the, again the, the bathroom good. scene with 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 cuba Gooding jr yeah when, when he like cuba Gooding jr is laughing and tom cruise's job in that like it's a funny scene He's supposed to be melting down, yeah, and he has to believably portray him a man melting down, but it has to be funny, and it is. Like he's wigging out, and it's a funny scene. But there's also like moments where, with the, with the kid, with uh, with with little Ray, Jonathan Lipnicki, right? Like those are very sweet and very charming, yeah, and cute. like you're kind of. Uh, it's very un-Tom Cruise. Like, I don't picture, like, Tom Cruise's characters as warm characters. Yes, you're right. But Jerry Maguire is a, is a very warm character. Yeah, like, he, like, that little boy, like, brings out, like, this warmth in a character that I've never seen on Tom Cruise. And movie. the way the character is written is I think we're supposed to, like, his, his, his he doesn't have any access to this, like, human side of him. Yeah. And he's going to, like, learn to access it. Yeah. And, yeah, again, I think Tom Cruise, for the most part, like, delivers that. No, he's he's, like... I'm glad he was nominated for an Oscar. I think he just really underrated good work in this movie. Yeah, it's a, he does he does good work here. I think and, a plus effort. And also like the final scene, like yes, everyone has seen you completely a million times. That's a good scene. It's a, it's not a good scene though. It's I, not a good scene. I, it's a weak scene. Okay. I just didn't care for it. Okay. I mean, so this, I, I, so the the, but it's not the problem. There is, as you said, like. He falls for this woman. He's going through a crisis. She's there. I'm, She's stability. He likes his kid. Yeah. She's a so they kind of glom onto each other. They get married, and then the movie has a lot of self awareness. Renee Zellweger's like, "Hey, you know what? We probably shouldn't have gotten married. I think you like me, but you don't really love me. I'm gonna yeah. we're gonna take a break." And then he's like, "You know what? You're right." And then the next day, he runs back. He's like, "I realize you're my wife. I love you. You complete me." What happened? Like I don't, I just don't buy that. Well, scene. Rod Tidwell got hurt, Rod and Tidwell then it had made a concussion him realize and he's in love with his wife. No, no, no. All right, Let, it, I think that that's important, and I, it's not a typical romantic comedy happily ever after scene, in my opinion, because I do think that uh, you're kind of like, oh yes, momentarily they are going to get together, but is it going to last forever? Like I don't know. So, so now I believe we've transitioned into what the movie has to say about the human condition. Yeah. But I, I don't think the movie... So I think in the moment when she says, like, hey, you know, we, you know, I, you know that proposal, I pretended it was real, but it probably really wasn't. Um, like, that feels like the movie is showing us what these characters are going through. When he comes back and says, you complete me, and she says, you had me at hello, and blah, blah, blah. I don't think the movie is suggesting that, like, they're going to give it a shot. And maybe I think the movie is trying to say, like... They they're in love and they it's a different kind of love than Rod and his wife, but it's but I, I don't I don't buy it. I think the movie is trying to say that this is this is a messy kind of love. I think that that's the overall arc of this film is that love is really messy. It is not perfect, and I don't mean like love. I mean like heteronormative marriage love, like right, sure. like I like in, hair bonding. 
pair bonding, heterosexual pair bonding. <laughs> heterosexual pair bonding. So between, so cute and romantic between and white fluffy. Western people, by the way. I think what Jerry Maguire is trying to say, look, you got these two, like, especially kind of broken people that really don't need to be in a relationship to with each other, but are somehow gonna make it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I just don't know that I buy it. And I, then at the very end, so there's a couple scenes that I like. This is a little little sort of Cameron Crowish technique. We get these, uh, occasionally we get these little uh, like interstitial scenes of like, at some point Jerry Maguire had this agent, this like old school, yeah. like heart of gold. I don't remember the guy's name, but we get a couple, he, he doesn't interact with the characters, yeah. but it's almost like either like we're seeing like letters from the past or maybe yep. he recorded some sort of how-to series. We get these occasional video clips of this like old agent talking directly yeah. to the camera. His mentor. Yeah, his yeah. mentor. The movie closes on one. It's this like great little not overwritten bit where he says like, I've made as many mistakes in, in my life as you know I've had successes, but yeah. I love my life. I love my wife. You know, I ho- hope you find ha- it's a, it's a very it's a very realistic, grounded, positive message. Right. And I felt like that was the movie telling us that like, and then the final scene, him and Dorothy are walking through the park and they're holding hands. I think the movie is saying that like they fell in love after they got married. That's but okay. But I didn't see it happen in the movie. Okay, I I I buy that. I think that's that's the good message, and I can understand being frustrated. Uh, by that basically they kind of had a weird arranged marriage where they shouldn't have gotten married but because they were married they decided like they actually fell in love but all of that aside um i don't actually like what this movie has to say about marriage like this movie hates any kind of marriage is better than being divorced is what this movie is definitely saying um and also that any kind of marriage is better than being single like that's a very strong theme here huh yeah yeah, I mean, so the I mean, the movie's showing us this one, this incredibly strong, like, admirable marriage, you know, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Regina King. And, you know, there's a couple of times when Jerry and, and Dorothy are like, well, you know, we, we don't have that, for sure. They have this other thing. But I guess I don't, I didn't see it as strongly as about marriage. I guess that's... Oh, well, it's definitely really strongly about marriage. One, because Jerry can't be alone, right? Like, there's never any grappling with the fact that Jerry Maguire actually learns how to be alone with himself or actually like learns to like sit with his own thoughts. He gets married and he stays married. Yeah, in the beginning, and, like the movie's saying, like they're even making fun of the fact that like he's only marrying this terrible woman because he's got to be with someone. Right. But then there's, yeah, as you say, there's no point when like he, he never changes. He still has that profound he's psychological still, disability, yeah, still but there. it's fine at the end. But it's fine at the end because he found somebody to get married. But you're missing the divorced women's group that shows up at oh, yes, Laurel's right. house. True. And is they're like constantly shit-talking men. And it isn't to... And the point of those scenes isn't to bring men down, but it's to show like how sad yeah, these they're, they're women pathetic. are and how pathetic they are because they meet and this is all they do. And, you know, Dorothy doesn't want her son around these like bitter divorced women. Um, it's actually like really hateful. And uh, it's very much saying that like if Dorothy is not careful, this is where she could end up. And that's the worst thing that can happen to a woman. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so. The, like we often talk about the fact that a lot of these movies we watch there's no women in them, or there's one woman who's entirely there just to define the main dude. There's a lot of women in this movie, a lot of women characters, and they have a lot of different roles to play. But yeah, I think overall, though, women do not come off well in this movie. They're no. all, and Dorothy in particular is so defined by this this guy. 
And, you know, she should not have quit that, that company no! she worked for. <laughs> she worked for a great company. She would have done yeah. great there. She's got a, a kid. She's a single mom. No. She, and she's just leaving to follow this, like, no, she needs, mess of a guy. She's, she needs health insurance. Laurel is right. She needs health insurance. But, yeah, this is a this is a movie written by a man about how he thinks women act. And that is what is, like, incredibly clear. Like, there's no nuance. There's no subtlety. There's no allowing for different perspectives. It's just, well, divorced women are sad and bitter. And look how lucky Dorothy is to have a shithead Jerry Maguire in her life. <laughs> I don't know if he's a shithead. But he, I, I mean, she should not have hitched her, her wagon to him quite so quickly at that yeah, point in his life. She was, yeah. But, yeah, I think you're, I think, I, I, you, I think you're definitely right. Like, the more you talk about it, the more I realize it. Yeah, like... It's it's not just relationships. It's the institution of marriage it's the and how like of marriage. yeah, it, marriage never fails anyone. They only fail marriage in this movie. Yeah, it, and I'm really surprised that it has such a conservative message because I did not pick up on it when I was like when I had watched it in my twenties. So. Well, when you watch other Cameron Crowe movies, like I, you know, there are a lot of romance is at the heart of them. Right. But I don't. I can't think of another one that is so about like getting married in a way that this one is. Yeah, this one, like, marriage is really key to it. But a lot of Cameron Crowe films are, you know, almost famous. Uh, he stays married to his wife, even though he's clearly in love with Penny Lane. Yeah, and they're, like, again, that's an example where, yeah, you can find women characters in these movies who are interesting and, and who are, are yeah. who are like, strong in the narrative sense. But they are, yeah, they're they're very much there to define the, men. the male characters. And yeah. absolutely that's true here, right? Yeah. Like, the, Dorothy is only here to show us various aspects of Jerry Maguire. She's there to bring out the humanity yeah. in Jerry. And it's like, explicit too, right? Yeah. At one point she's like, I love him for the man he he's, he's going, going to, to be. be. Like, yeah. you know, you, like, like she declares her love for him. <laughs> They've been on like a date. She, why does she love this guy? Yeah, it's like some Romeo and Juliet shit, right? Like you met him five minutes ago. Please relax. And I don't think we're supposed to be like, oh, she's a little, I think we're supposed to be like, yes, yeah. love it. It's inspiring. Yeah, like you're supposed to root so hard for them right. to get together. But that's what I was saying earlier, that, like, I, I think that, like, I think the sports story is more interesting than the romance yeah. here. But, like, give me more of that romance. Give me more of them, like, give me more chemistry. Show me that they're, like, they have a strong physical attraction. Give me more time. Like, again, like, the movie, it, it doesn't not do these things. It's yeah. just, like, it gives us one scene of this, one scene of this, one scene of this. I just, I feel like that, like, I would have bought it if I had had some more time to spend with it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, shoot, I can't think of it now, but there are certain movies, oh, when we watched The Firm, there, the David Strathairian, I think that's how you say his name, it's not. and Holly Hunter had <laughs> It's almost like you're committed to <laughs> saying his name wrong. How do you like say he, it? Like, <laughs> like, like he did something to you. How do you say it? I think it's straight there. Straight there. All right, whatever. You're putting a whole David, extra syllable in David, there. David, please. And call then you us. make a point of saying that's how you say it. Like you're, right. you're doubling down on your on what you're doing. Whatever. Look, I'm saying that there are certain relationships or character pairings where you they'll have one seat together in the firm. It was Holly. Buy it immediately. And you're like, I get it. I buy it. I am hook, line, and sinker for these two. Jerry Maguire doesn't really happen. Yeah, I don't. And I could see, like, again, like, he's in this thing. She, Like, you could see them, like, again, having a physical connection and kind of glomming onto each other. And that, I think that's clearly what's happening. But I just, I, I would have liked a little more yeah. uh, for it to rest on. All right, let's talk about the movie MVP. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, who other than Tom Cruise did we most enjoy? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a gimme for me. What do you think? Well, I mean, uh, you, you say your choice first. Well, Cuba Gooding Jr. He's yeah. just, oh, I love your scene. It's great. I love it. 
That's right. Jerry Maguire walks away and he's just like, Jerry, come back. Like he's, and like, there's a bunch of scenes where like, again, because I think he's a relatively complex character too, right? Yep. Like he's not a jolly good times guy. In fact, one of the, uh, again, one of the things that is underdeveloped is Jerry Maguire tells him at one point, he's like, you know, he, he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder, right? Jerry, he's yeah. like, why am I not getting $10 million? And Jerry Maguire's like, because you don't open up, you know, you've, you you know, you're so, you're kind of, you know, brusque with people. You don't let people in, yeah. uh, you know, you play with your head, not your heart. Again, we don't really see that change. The movie just tells us it does change. But I think Cuba Gooding Jr. embodies that, but also making us really love this guy and seeing him as a family man and seeing yeah. like, yeah, I think he's a, he's a richly, richly performed character. I will pick. I pick. Uh, I pick Regina King. Yeah, good, solid, solid choice. I pick Regina King. I there's she. She has this like one line where Rod's been hurt. There, the family is watching at home. Oh, yeah. It's a great scene. It's with a her. great scene with her where she's like incredibly freaking out about her husband. And in that scene, that you can see that she does not care about the money. She does not care about the fame or the football. She just needs her husband to be okay. Yeah, he she, uh, she he has this like, younger brother who lives with them, and yeah. he says something kind of you know callow, and yeah. she 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 loses it on yeah. him in such a believable way, right? Such she, a believable it, way. Like it takes a beat when she like kind of absorbs what he said, and then yeah. like almost before she realizes it, she's kind of smacking him, and yeah. but she's so upset. Yeah, but every every time she is on screen, she's just like incredibly watchable, and she just gives all the characters so much. So and that yeah. so that's yeah. So yeah, one of the problems there is that like you. Rod Tidwell, you know, isn't the star he wants to be because he's not, you know, he doesn't quite attract people's attention. The movie never, like, he has a concussion and everyone's like, oh shit, Rod Tidwell's hurt. <laughs> and then he hops up and he sort of does some and dancing. Like, and then he gets $11 million. Yeah, and then we're made yeah. to understand that suddenly everyone in America loves him. So I didn't quite buy that. But, like, I think, like, the, the strong story there is that Jerry Maguire forms this, like, mm-hmm human relationship this friendship with 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 rod and i think it's most exemplified in that moment because he's injured we see that jerry Maguire is like a good person because his first instinct is like is not like to worry about his paycheck he's like oh i have to call rod's wife because they're freaking out right now yeah like i need to think about somebody else that isn't yeah and she answers the phone and she's like she's like you know, Jerry, we, she she was expecting the call. He's the first one to call her. Like, yeah. I think that's where you see, like, this web of human connection. Yeah, there's, like, and, and I love, like, Cameron Crowe movies, like, do a really good job of connecting people, right? Like, that's, like, all these, yeah, dis- he, he, he all likes these disparate people. parts coming together to form, like, a little whole, like a little, you know, um, made family. Yeah, yeah, some some flaws. Again, I think we yeah. talked about the treatment of women in this movie. But none of it's, yeah, I think it's all in the service of, like, yeah, he seems to like all his characters. He, he wants them to, you know, yeah. to have good Very lives. Very few antiheroes. All right, where does this film fit into the Tom Cruise canon? Well, you know, once again, there's, you know, it's it's such a it's such a renowned canon. I think this is high. This has got to be top five for people, right? People yeah. People love this movie. Top five. Yeah. Top five. In one of his, like, one of his best performances, if you ask me. Just really, really well done. Especially because it's in this, like, romantic comedy, basically. Like, it's not Holocaust material or, like, World War II drama. He's yeah, you're, given... you, what you said earlier, like, in, in A Few Good Men or in The Minority Report, like, yeah. there's a lot of shit happening he can react to. Right. Here, there's really not, right? It's he's, all yeah. internal. He's just, like, and you can still see it in his face. So, yeah, I think it's done well. All right, so... That's Gerald Maguire for That's you. That's Gerald Maguire, a <laughs> beloved uh, rom-com, sports comedy, drama. Uh, it was a very 90s film. You know, this is what yeah. we were doing in the 90s. That is a very 90s very film. very Gen X, this movie. 
All right. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have a minute, please take a minute to rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app. Yeah, listen, you know what? You know what you paid for this podcast? You paid nothing. You paid zero dollars. We are here in the in the in the in the audio content mine slaving away to bring you this podcast. I I would say that the the way you can say thank you to Hemel and I is to just right there in the app, right there at your fingertips, wherever you are right now, just you know, click that click that five star button. Uh, that helps us out tremendously. So we would we would appreciate it. As as you appreciate us, we appreciate you. <laughs> All right, see you next week. See you next week.